Good day and welcome to the Tech Central podcast. My name is Daniel Robus and I'll be your host. And today I'm joined by Gerard Hartman, Vice President for Medium Business, Sage Africa and Middle East. Good day, Gerard, and thanks for giving us some of your time. Good day, Daniel. Good day to the audience. It's fantastic to be on your talk show. Thank you for giving us the opportunity. A little bit about myself, and then I'm going to hand back to you, Daniel. I'm looking after our business for Sage, which is a global market leader for that provides technology to our SME businesses across South Africa, Africa and Middle East, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And part of our solution offering is to make sure we give customers insight into their visibility, flexibility, Mm. and to create efficiency Mm. for their businesses with our software solution stack. I'm looking after our sales as well as our renewals, which means we want customers for life. Mm. And as you mentioned, it's very important to have a solution for a customer mm. for the lifetime of their business. Mm. Mm. Thanks, Gerard. And I'm quite excited. We did a prep session and you were engaging and open and that's all my interactions been with Sage. But as a global tech leader for SMEs, you've obviously seen it all within the group and within your territory. What's the biggest trend that you've observed over the last climactic 18 months that we've been through. Thank you, Daniel. Yeah, climatic 18 months, as you said. It's been a very interesting journey for us at Sage. If we look at what happened with our customers and to take it over the past 18 months, and I'm going to speak a little bit about the South African context, because Mm. obviously, as I said, we're a global organization. But importantly, if we take South Africa, I think there were two major Events. The first one was the pandemic with COVID. And then very recently in the month of July, what we've seen in the country with the unrest and the riots. But Mm. if you take it back 18 months, businesses wanted solutions always to create efficiency, to make sure they can drive their, I want to call it KPIs, why they're in business. So what was the technology shift? We saw that customers wanting to move from on-premise software to the cloud. Now, a lot of times it's used loosely to say, I want to move to the cloud. But with the pandemic, it forced us Mm. as businesses to make sure that I can access and continue operating as a business. I want to access my software anywhere, anytime. I want to be able to have a successful business, even though I'm working from home or I'm working from a different location, which is not the physical office. So for us, from a new customer point of view, as well as our existing customers, we saw exactly that. Mm -hmm. Interest to connect to data fast, to have virtual meetings to conduct business virtually, and at the end of the day, to make sure that I can still manage my business. What do I want to do? I want to measure my cash flow. I want to look at my processes. I want to make sure my workforce is working eight to five or whatever Mm. the industry Mm. you are in. And again, back to your point of what changed is, I think it was different 
measures for different businesses. Mm. So some of them were in complete shutdown. They couldn't operate. Some businesses could operate, but needed to do it from a different location. In other businesses, for instance, healthcare was so busy that they needed to make sure they can accommodate that need. Mm. And mm. for us, from a customer point of view, we saw them wanting access to information first. Mm. I just want to speak out as a business owner and user. You guys have gone a long way into simplifying the UI and to make sure that the accounting gets recorded the right way, but it doesn't become onerous. And one of the goals that you put out is to automate the routine, ensure compliance and coach success. And I want to dive into those. Why do you think automation of application processes is such a differentiator for Sage? So, Daniel, I mean, the best story is a testimonial, and you put it down. We yeah. want to have software that gives a business owner the technology, the solution to exactly to your point, drive their business to be successful. Now, part of that, very importantly, is to automate certain functionality within software. Now, in your example, you spoke about it helped you within the accounting finance space. So, mm. so as Sage, one of the key performance areas we're looking at is to automate compliance. Now, again, that means from an automation point of view, if you're looking at finance, how can we help you mm. to submit, let's say, VAT returns? Mm. From a payroll point of view, how can we help you that the correct tax UIF or skills mm. development is calculated by the system. Mm. Because if you help you in that compliance aspect, you're going to be able to spend more time where your focus is needed as a business. Mm. Mm. And that's part of our commitment back to customers or potential customers mm. is to make sure we have compliance software, both on a finance and the HR payroll side. Oh, that's outstanding. Do customers struggle with the automation? Do you think it's a trust issue? I can't see it being done, therefore it isn't being done. Is that something we still struggle with as software vendors? I think in South Africa, we've come a very, very long way as business owners to say, you need to be clever to adopt technology that can add value to your business. Now, to your point, one of the recent developments that we've done is our VAT 201 compliance and submission to SaaS. What does it practically mean for a customer? It means that if I use the software, I can immediately have a view of my submissions I've done to SaaS. Okay. If I may be an accounting firm, Performing an accounting function on behalf of a customer gives me that flexibility again. Mm. But if I'm a business using payroll software, I can also see that tax calculation, how it was made up out of. So again, very importantly, if I see the value it adds to my business, and it's maybe something new, I'm going to be mm. cautious, but I'm also going to see what efficiency it creates for me. So we and buy most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, most of the time, either in a debt. Because mm. I know mm. it's going to save me time. Mm. The calculations, the way, as you said, from a UI point of view, how it's displayed, is easy to understand. Mm. 
And it's a process I complete for my business to be then compliant with SaaS or UIF or skills development, depending mm. on which areas it is. So we're buying back minutes in specific areas, which is giving back hours, which translates into money. I like yeah. that. I get that. I get and, that. And I think also if I'm a business owner that never invested in technology. So let's say, for instance, I do everything manually. I submit mm. records manually, et cetera. If I now go on this journey to look at how can I automate certain processes in my business, even if it's a small business owner, your time is so precious because you need to manage your business, you need to look after your customers, mm. you need to make sure your workforce is happy. So to your term of if we can save you minutes, it means that you can focus on the right things to develop your business. And at the end of the day, that's where you want to spend your time growing your business, making sure you're more successful than what you were previously. Yeah. And we spoke about the past 18 months as well. And again, that's a trend that we saw. We saw customers automating processes, so coming from no systems to installing solutions into their business. Mm. Customers that had solutions already, enhancing those solutions even further to make sure they create more visibility because you're in a virtual world or you're connecting not from the office. And then to make sure while I'm adapting and changing these processes, I have an engaged workforce hmm. that can provide and make sure the business continues to be successful. We were talking about in the prep session, many of the businesses were affected by what happened in KZN, what happened in Gauteng with the riots and the insurrection. And for those customers, one less worry was what was happening on the system and their compliance and accounting. They had to rack shelves, then do a stock take and they could operate normally. And I think that's an amazing benefit of having a digital solution. You also spoke about making accounting invisible. What does that mean? And how do you do that? So I'm going to touch on two things. We touched on the compliance already, and we spoke about that. But also then to make sure that it's an easy workflow, easy guide in the system mm. to take you from step one right to the end of where you complete, let's say, your month end, if we talk about our accounting process. So, so again, taking the user through different steps to then complete the month end to submit the compliant reports. But I think what's also very important is it's great to have technology solutions for your business. Mm. But does it speak to, I want to call it an ecosystem of products? And that's mm. another point I would like to touch on. With mm. our accounting and finance solution, it also integrates into various systems. Now, mm. I'm going to take a practical example. You're a business owner. You would like to pay your people, which you do through the Sage payroll systems. You do your month end. And then the two systems are integrated. Mm. So whatever activity I do in payroll, it takes that information and it dumps it immediately into your finance accounting application. You perform your month in, but maybe part of your solution is to say, I need to integrate to banks. So 
does your system speak to the integration platforms at your bank to, let's say, pay your customers or mm. transmit salaries? Now, again, mm. we have very tight integrations into the banking platforms. Mm. Another solution can be, as a business, I need to take some of my financial information and display it into certain reports to show profitability, mm. to show which is our top products we sell. And maybe you use a third-party tool for that. Mm. And again, making sure that your system can then integrate into that third-party products. And there mm. we always, integrations is an easy way to just say it integrates. But what mm. does it actually mean? It means yeah. take data electronically, put it into this third-party system. Mm. And then from there, you build out your reports. Now, we've got a very rich ecosystem around our product. So if I'm, let's say, in the manufacturing industry, I can use the Sage products, but I also want to plug it into my third-party manufacturing solutions, mm-hmm. integrate and give you that information. So it becomes a connected world. You need to be able, when you look at solutions, you need to make sure that you look for a solution, a technology solution that can speak to different systems. It's not just only about accounting anymore. So I wanted to ask, are you using that through containerization or are there open APIs available or how do customers access this? And we've been skirting around, but you have launched an ISV platform, an independent software vendor platform. So Sage hasn't thought of everything, but you've crowdsourced and crowd shared environments where people can build point solutions for you. How is that going? How many solutions are there? Have you got any more info on that? So you talk about our Sage Business Cloud Marketplace. Mm. Now, we've recently launched it. And part of that you mentioned, it's got independent service vendors that provide integrated solutions that connects with our software. Mm. So again, and it's part of our software as a service strategy to make sure that if you have accounting software or payroll software, what is the third parties in the ecosystem it needs to speak to? So that's where this independent service vendors comes in. But there's also applications, other applications it can integrate into. So what do we want to do is we, as Sage, deliver the compliant technology, let's say, to manage your finances as well Mm. as pay your people. Mm. But there's a second layer to that is that value-add marketplace where you want to integrate to certain products. So, yes, we deliver that. How's it going? Uptake has been brilliant. We have a lot of solutions on the platform, and it's different solutions for different products. So if you're a startup business, you're going to interact with certain providers for your startup organization. If you may be a medium to large organization, again, and you very much, I want to say in a verticalized business, yeah. so I want to look at, I mentioned manufacturing. What is my solutions I need to have in place when I start my digital journey to automate my business? And again, core product with the add-on marketplace to that. So a customer who's looking for maybe an an RPA, a robotic process automation solution, can go and look there for invoice matching and downloading between systems and automating their vendor cleanups. They could find solutions there. Where do we find this marketplace? Where is it located? 
So if you go onto our website, which mm -hmm. is www.sage.com forward slash ZDA, you'll see the different links to the marketplace there to make Excellent. sure that you can access the information. So uh, not only is it an ISV platform and the business cloud platform, but it's localized as well. So it applies to your marketplace. It's not someone that's only working in Canada and going to quote in dollars. We can actually get it in applicable currency that's here. Correct. 100% okay. localized oh, for our lucky. market. And if you may be a customer listening in and you're based outside of South Africa, the same will apply then for doing business outside of South Africa. Excellent. Okay, I've gone off piste again. Let me bring it back. One of the statements you made was reduce or eliminate compliance risk. That's a fairly bold statement, but what does that mean? What typical compliance are we looking at? We've spoken about VAT. That was a really nice release you've just made. What else is out there and how do you eliminate the risk in your world? So, yeah, we spoke about VAT and I think that's from the one side on the accounting finance side, but also you want to make sure when you paying your staff that the tax calculations, the UIF deductions, the skills mm. development levies that you pay over, and even from a terse point of view, the levies that we saw the government put in place to assist businesses mm. during the pandemic, all of that becomes part of making software compatible and compliant with the legislation. So again, they're very important because if you deduct the wrong taxes for an individual, they could run into trouble when they submit their tax returns. Yeah. And the same on a UIF skills development side. So it's, again, an ecosystem. It touches all the different areas in your business to make sure I can put my head down in the evening and know I'm compliant as a business. The so software manages that for you. So you've got a localization team that would take into account the changes in VAT. They would update it. And then in your next patch set or your next update, all your cloud customers are on the same environment and they've got those changes applied. So they don't even have to worry about it. So compliance is taken care of. That's pretty cool. That's really, really nice. So you've got this huge base of customers. How do you help Sage clients improve company communication and improvements across the organization? Do you look at data around the world and bring it here? Have you got any customer user groups? Where do you get this from? Well, you just got a very clever team. I'm sure that's, that's <laughs> part of it. But tell me a little bit how you, once we've bought and we're using the software, how do you improve my life? So once you've bought the software, obviously, from the independent reference to the cloud-connected software or cloud-native software that you mentioned, very importantly, we onboard you as a customer. Mm -hmm. You do your quick setups, training, enablement, and then you start using the software. But what's very important is once you've become a customer, we, as I said right in the beginning, we want to keep you as a customer for life. So what's important, we keep up to date, we covered the compliance side, but we also want to get feedback from our customers. Now, that could be in various formats. Yeah. It can be, you mentioned user groups. So we do set up user groups with our different software products. 
ask customers to attend the sessions. We recently mm. done a Sage X3 user group session, which is more for our large customers. But wanting to hear what is the challenges they face in their business? Because the way they did business 18 months ago versus today is fundamentally different. Mm. Mm. How can we enhance specific features? We share with them our roadmaps of what is our development priorities and get that feedback at the end of the day of what they need. Now, again, because there's a, a rich ecosystem around our products, our marketplace, it gives us the flexibility to bring new vendors in or then to develop certain mm. features in-house. So that's from a user group session, but we also service our base. We call it our NPS surveys, Net Promoter Score. So we service our customers monthly to get the feedback. Do you like using the product? Is there anything we can do better? Did you get a solution through your business partner or through Sage when it comes to support and all that feedback we collate? And then again, prioritize and make sure because what do we want? We want happy customers. Mm. That's mm. part of our mission statement is to mm. keep customers for life. We also, you mentioned on our user groups, we're doing the NPS, but then also a customer could phone into our call centers and say, listen, I need assistance with this, gets recorded. And we also can track then and see, oh, but there's a need mm. for a specific area of these mm. questions mm. consistently of, let's say, reporting. Mm. Maybe it's something as a business we need to unpack more mm. and then mm. make a decision to further develop that area in the system. I really like that. So that agile approach to making sure that your customers know that you're always there is a real differentiator in this cloud environment. I mean, you're only as good as your last subscription, aren't you? Do you, very true. Do you think your customers have been adversely or beneficially affected by this work from anywhere change that we've seen due to the pandemic? I mentioned earlier on, it was different for different industries. So yes, if I take a small business owner, mm. they have access to the software, they could run their business, etc. Mm. If you move up and you become a medium size or a large corporation, mm. it's multiple teams, it's different divisions. Mm. And there again, maybe a certain part of your organization was automated. You mm. then went on that journey mm. to provide technology mm. for the employees to do their day jobs. Mm. So you could automate again that, or you automated that function. I'm going to use an example, payroll. So you want to access your payroll data. You want to be able to capture overtime for someone. You need another person to check it. And from there, you can say, okay, everything is 100% correct. You release your pay run. But you needed to coordinate this outside the normal office space. And again, you want the flexibility to be able to perform that function. So mm -hmm. businesses not just went through a technology adoption or transition or change, they went through a workforce change as well mm -hmm. because they needed to make sure that they can deliver a good customer experience to their own customers. Mm -hmm. I'm in manufacturing. I need to get my product to my end user. Mm -hmm. Normally, 
let's say you looked at certain control procedures. Now you need to technology to perform those procedures. And we mm. saw it live with our customers. Mm. They phoned us and they asked us, can you help us automate this specific process? And in conjunction with our certified business partners that implement and support our software, mm. we saw that success. And mm. there's a story to be told in each industry, whether I was in the security industry mm. or whether mm. I'm in healthcare mm. or in a services business, mm. we help customers to automate their needs and their processes awesome. because they wanted to stay afloat during this very, very difficult time and to make sure that they can retain top talent mm. and make sure as a business they survive. Awesome. Kara Tartman, Vice President, Medium Business, Sage Africa and Middle East. You're in sales. I'm going to ask you three questions now. And I'd love to know where you are going and where you're taking your team. So the first question is, what's the most exciting thing that's going to come out of the Sage stable in the next six months? What's a big release that you guys have got? We recently launched a product called Sage Intact, which is a cloud-native product. It's one of our global products. We've got it in market for the past 12 months already. Mm -hmm. But we've seen tremendous growth, again, in our medium-sized businesses, taking up the solution. Okay. It's very much verticalized. So part of our strategy is to take on specific verticals and to bring on board those marketplace partners. So that's very important for us. And it's part of becoming a great software as a services company. So within our product stack, that's very, very important. We also launched managed cloud services for our payroll customers, where our channel can help them transition from desktop to cloud connected. So that's very importantly. So then lastly for us is then to have a very verticalized approach to give each potential customer a solution within their vertical, whether it's manufacturing, distribution, Mm -hmm. retail Mm -hmm. services, to name a few verticals. Excellent. So is Sage Intact then taking over from where X3 is or the next versions? How does it fit into your world? So Sage Intact is, as I mentioned, a cloud-native product. It's not taking over from Sage X3. Sage X3 is a great solution for manufacturing, distribution, retail customers. Intact is solutions for financial services, professional services, non-for-profits. So that's where the verticalization comes in. Oh, brilliant. Good luck with that launch. I hope it goes really, really well. I think those are nice niches. My second question for you, as this year draws to a calendar end, what's your focus for your sales team in the next 12 weeks? What's your next quarter focus? What are you guys driving? So obviously being a listed company, we want to really close off our financial year on a high. It's important for us as a team to keep on winning in the market. So that means to add new logos for Sage. So we support our channel throughout the sales cycle to make sure we can bring new customers on board. Okay. Big focus. Another one 
is to make sure that we assist our customers if they may be still on a desktop product to provide a cloud connected or cloud solution for them if the need is there for their business to transition. Okay. It's also important, and I spoke about customers for life. We also got a program where we look after our elite customers. So that's our bigger multinationals to make sure that we engage. We spoke about the user group sessions. We spoke about retaining them for life. That's another initiative that we've launched specifically into our medium to large business to make sure we engage with those customers. Excellent. Excellent. And then my last question for you today, for non-SAGE using ERP customers, what advice do you have with regards to system adoption? What advice can you give them in these turbulent times that can keep them ahead of the game? What is the learning that you've seen that we should be doing? Daniel, for non-SAGE customers to start off with, I want to say it's never too late to digitize or to adapt technology into your business. And you must take a staggered approach. Very importantly, where's the need in the business? Identify the need. Go and look for a trusted partner, not just in technology, Mm. but in services to make sure you reach your objective. Mm. Practical example you would like to automate your finance process. What do I need to do? Where do I start? Do your research, as I said. Look at the provider, trusted provider, trusted service provider that can help you with after-sales support, changes because business change. That's the second thing. Thirdly, when you bring in technology into your workplace and you don't get the buy-in from the people that's going to be using the software, you could have a risk because they can see it as, oh, software is going to take over my job. Not at all. Mm. Software is there to complement and help streamline a process, but you still need a person to perform that function. Mm. So getting that buy-in from your workforce or your employees that's going to be using the software, make them part of the decision. Mm. Make them part of making sure Mm. it's successful. And then lastly, check that the systems can be adopted as your business change, whether it's add on third parties, et cetera. But those are the few tips I would like to share with you. Oh, I've loved that. Sherrod, that is solid advice. I really like the way you frame that. And I think that it can be quite scary to start this digital journey, but most of your customers are now born in the cloud. And I think the agility that it gives them is just massive. So Sherrod, from our side of Tech Central, thank you for giving us the time. I know you've got a really big territory to look after. Good luck as we rush towards the December break, new logos, keeping the old logos, automating the business. Good luck to you and your team. I think hard work always wins in the end. And I know your Sage team puts their shoulder to the wheel. From my side, Daniel Robus, I'd like to thank Sage and Gerard Hartman for allowing me to probe into the world of Sage applications. Signing off for Tech Central. Have a good day. Thank you very much, Daniel. Great to be on your talk show. Thank you for all the listeners. And uh, hopefully we'll have a chat soon. If you want to reach out to me, please look me up on LinkedIn or on Twitter. 
So you're more than welcome to ask advice. Thank you very much, Daniel. Ciao, Gerard. Thank <laughs> you.